All righty. Thanks for coming, guys. Um, this is a bit of a weird, abstracted topic, right? I know you guys are looking to sort of come here and get some ideas about, you know, VDI and cool Omniverse stuff like we just had, but I thought what I'll do is talk about an application's journey through time. So my name's Anthony Spiteri. I'm a senior global technologist at Veeam Software, but today I'm talking to you guys really about my career over the past 20 years, which just sounds like a long time now, but really in the service provider space, dealing with applications, hosting applications through this 20-year period. So what I wanted to do was basically start with um, looking at an application that we all probably know, WordPress. So WordPress, funnily enough, came out 20 years ago this year, in 2002. So this is what it looked like back then. And its journey through time as well is similar to what we would think. We had a fairly basic interface. We moved through the time and it got better. It looked a little in, more interesting. And then as we got more into the version 5 and version 6, it became what we know it is today, which is a sort of modern-looking interface. So that's cool. That's the application. Now, that application to the end user, to a certain extent, doesn't change much, right? So they get the interface, and they interact with it, and it does what they want it to do. From an infrastructure point of view, what's happening under the surface has been evolving through that time as well. So what we see in the evolution of an application is 20 years ago, the building blocks were that we had a physical server, we had an operating system, we had some hardware, and then we had some applications that run, run on that particular server. That shouldn't be too surprising, right? We all know this is what we had. So the website was served by applications database, a bunch of code that ran an operating system which ran on a physical server. This has always been the same. The building blocks are the same, this click is a little dodgy, but we'll keep on going through. But what we've done over time to build scale is to actually get those servers and start to multiply them. So before, what we would do is run a single application on a single server. What we then did from an application point of view to scale it out was to get multiple servers to run the same application. Pretty straightforward, right? I'm sure I'm not telling you guys anything new here. And then what we had to do, though, is we had to work out if we're scaling it, how do we then offer it at scale to the end user? And that's when we started to bring in the concept of load balancers that would basically load balance the incoming connections and make things run like that. Fundamentally, though, we're still running physical servers, we're running operating systems on those physical servers, Windows, Linux, whatever it might be, and then we're running web applications on top of that. When virtual servers came into play, that changed the absolute... Um, dynamic of what we were doing. So all of a sudden, we had that one physical server, which might have gotten to a point where we were wasting resources on there, we were able to consolidate on that physical server. So with that physical, with that physical server, we were able to run multiple virtual servers. Those virtual servers became the unit of measurement and the transportability factor for those applications. What we're able to do from that point of view is take a physical and turn it into little virtuals. And because of that, we were able to really up the game in terms of consolidation and what we could do with those physical servers. The problem of scale, though, didn't go away. We still needed to work out how we scaled that. Now, it wasn't too much different in that we got applications or we got hypervisors like VMware, which offered vCenter. That allowed us to scale horizontally. And then also, we would put in load balancers. So from a website perspective, we're still doing the same sorts of things. We've got the hardware, we've got the operating system, we now got the hypervisor, but then the virtual machines become the point where you would actually start to scale out. Okay? Again, this is nothing unusual. The one thing here that became really cool, though, with virtualization 
is all of a sudden, if you wanted to go from one web server to two, you'd do it at the VM level, you'd scale out through vCenter, you'd clone the VM, it became very, very easy to scale out. The application became easy to scale and easy to serve out to your user base. When we look at public cloud infrastructure as uh, infrastructure servers and hosted VMs, this is when we started to go out and actually leverage our applications from the point of view of consumption. So all of a sudden, if you wanted to run a VM, you could go to a cloud provider, swipe your credit card and get those VMs. They had some sort of cloud management platform that might have had a web API, it might have had an actual UI itself, but more often than not, you were still consuming and provisioning the VMs. Inside of those VMs was the operating system, you still had the runtimes and the applications that were running there. Not too much different. When containers started to come to the mix, this is when the fundamentals changed. So around about 2016, we started to see Docker come out. Docker changed the paradigm in terms of what it was to run an application. So all of a sudden, the abstraction layer moved up a step as well. So hardware, operating system, then a container runtime. Now below that, we could run that on a physical or we could run it on a virtual still. The container actually was where the obviously the code for say the web application or the database was actually run. But the problem here was that it didn't scale very well. So in terms of what we had previously with virtual servers, that was easy to scale. When containers first came out, there was a problem of scale because what we had to do was effectively add another physical, another virtual, that ran, ran the hardware to run the operating system to run the runtime. That's how it scaled out. So management was an absolute problem when containers came out. In terms of scale, again, to actually load balance and to get a web application to scale out, what we had to do again was put that load balancer in there. Again, we're talking about physical load balancers, could be in software, but effectively, we still got that particular load balancer. It was still another element that we had to control from the web application point of view. In terms of Kubernetes, the problem that that solved was the problem of orchestration. So Kubernetes is itself a platform that basically manages the containers. But not only does it manage the containers, it manages the runtime that is controlling the containers in terms of the Kubernetes nodes with the master. And then the containers that get deployed in there are part of a manifest, part of a namespace. That is all self-contained now. So this became a really easy way for developers to deploy their applications. In terms of the load balancing as well, that's all handled within the Kubernetes cluster in itself. So Kubernetes was a fundamental shift in terms of the application because now all of a sudden, it was easy to use containers to deploy at scale and do all the end-to-end -end networking that we had to do to get things to present to the end user. So at the end of the day, we've gone from something like IIS to Apache to Docker to Kubernetes, which you declare as a manifest. But effectively, nothing has changed. If we think about the building blocks that exist to actually serve out these applications, every, every step along the way, there's still a physical server in play, there's still some element of virtualization, there's still some element of cloud, and obviously we've got the containerization in play as well. So the question comes into which one do we choose today? So this is where I thought it was a really good tie into what we've heard about at this VMware Explore this, this year, talking about developers, talking about app-centric approach to modern platforms. 
Effectively, my point of view is that the application dictates what platform we're running. So as infrastructure, as ops guys, we shouldn't be afraid of exactly what's, where that application runs. It'll be dictated exactly by the developer, by the organisation that you're running with, and effectively the type of application that we're serving. The key part here is that nothing has changed fundamentally. 80% of what we're doing still as infrastructure guys is still the same, whether we're writing up and deploying things into IIS, whether we're deploying things into Apache, whether we're writing manifests to deploy Kubernetes namespaces. We're almost 80% of the time there. So we don't have to shift up and actually upskill too much because we all know exactly what's going on because fundamentally it's all the same, it's just a little bit different. So with that, thank you very much. It was a very short lightning talk. Here are some links and thanks for coming.